you are listening to Meet the Thriller Author, the podcast where I interview writers of mysteries, thrillers, and suspense books. I am your host, Alan Peterson, and this is episode number 144. Today on the podcast, I have Amazon bestselling author Frank H. Jordan, who writes the Joe Modine thriller series featuring an ex-Special Forces Australian soldier, Josephine Dakota Modine. Frank writes uh, fast-paced, action-packed thrillers, and I like that he sets his books in his home country of Australia. It's always fun for me to learn about uh, new places and learn about the military and special forces of other countries uh, other than the United States, uh, like Frank does for his books with an Australian soldier kicking butt around the globe. So I really enjoy that part. Enjoyed talking with Frank about that, learning about his background and about his books. So we'll get to that interview here in just a second. Uh, but before we get to the interview, uh, please do rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening app. Or visit uh, thrillingreads.com forward slash links to find the uh, links to the podcast on all the main sites over there at thrillingreads.com forward slash links, like uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the like. Uh, you can now also find this podcast on Pandora. I'm excited about that. So if you're listening to this uh, from Pandora, uh, please rate and review the podcast over there to feed the algorithms on all these apps, wherever it is you're listening to it. It's the uh, best way to uh, help other fans of thrillers and mystery books uh, find the show. So I really appreciate that. If you like a video, I've also been recording the last uh, few interviews on video as well, including this one with Frank. So if you want to check out our mugs as we chat about thrillers, uh, you can go to thrillingreads.com forward slash video. That'll link you over to my YouTube channel where I've been putting up all these interviews over there as well. So uh, uh, thank you for your support. Uh, much appreciated. All right. Here is my interview with uh, Frank Jordan. And he's joining us uh, all the way from Australia. Welcome, uh, Frank. Oh, thank, thanks, Alan. It's great to be here. Um, and as I was saying before, this platform um, that you've created is fantastic. It's, uh, it's a real credit to you. And, Great. Thank uh, you. Yeah, it's really yeah, well, th good. Well, thanks for, for being on, especially what, what what time is it in Australia right now? Yeah, it's six o'clock. <laughs> I oh, didn't okay. think it was going to happen because uh, we've got thunderstorms happening outside and my NBN was uh, telling me that we're going to have outages and all the way up and I thought, oh, here we go. <laughs> and uh, this morning I got up and got thunder out there, rain, but um, yeah, hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, the... Uh, the uh, electricity won't go out and won't get a blank screen. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, it's happened before. Uh, it's happened to me before last uh, year when there, there were wildfires here in Northern California. So I, I, it was happening on my end. So I know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can uh, happen. Yeah. So uh, can you tell us about your background and uh, about your writing journey? Uh, I've got a, an ace in the hall. My wife's a, um, an author. Okay. Um, she writes as Alicia Hope. And she did all the hard yards for me. So for me, getting into the writing was easy. She, um, she was the one that got into joining the um, writers' clubs and getting out there and learning about the whole business of getting self-published for a start. She started off as, um, you know, joining, joining these writers' clubs and learning the, the craft right back when um, Create Space was um, part of Amazon. So she got in there early and going through the uh, with with all the all the stuff that she did do with the uh, writers clubs, she she wasn't getting you know she had that sort of mindset and a lot of the the guys in the actual club had the mindset of you had to be traditionally published, 
we've seen so so often that a lot of the the people get a bit disheartened sometimes. Uh, they they don't have that network to be able to um, go out and self-publish, so it puts them off. And a lot of people that don't get traditionally published tend to just fade fade into oblivion. Being able to self-publish now in this this age that we're living in is is a lot easier. I'm so lucky because Alice went through. She did the hard yards, went through with create space to get all our books up on the, the web and formatted in uh, ebook format, which isn't what's well, more back then it wasn't easy to do. You've got a lot of better tools now. You've got Vellum, which yeah. is great. Uh, that makes things a, a whole lot easier. When when we got onto Vellum, Alicia just, uh, you know, there was a big <laughs> sigh and she thought, oh, this is fantastic. You, you know, we don't have to worry about all these, you know, where your full stops and commas go and all that sort of stuff. It just it, it formats it so nicely for you. So I had this, I had Alice go through and do all the hard yards. And uh, with me, my background, it's, it's not as academic as Alice's. I'm more of a sports type oriented person. At school, I excelled more in sport than in the academia side. But um, with Alice doing all the hard yards of the writing, it was so easy for me to get up and um, and, and get into the, the business. Uh, and I had... Alice writes in rural romance and I write in the more action adventure genre, as you know. The way it came about really was um, we were having a cards game <laughs> over a friend's place. It was uh, Texas Hold'em. So we had a big group of people and we're all sitting around and um, shooting the breeze and uh, they said, well, you know, Alice was talking about her books and the hard yards and they said, well, why don't you get into a, uh, you know, into the writing business, Frank? And I thought, well, you know, it, all, all the holes in the cheese are lined up. I should be doing it. So we were sort of sitting around and um, one of the ladies um, in the card game sitting at the table wasn't too sure what her first name was, but we all always used to call her Modine. Mm. And so that's where the Modine name came from. We thought, oh, that's a cool name. And yeah. no one ever called her by her first name. It was always Modine, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's your turn. And Modine and she'd, you know, respond to that, no problems. And I thought, that's a pretty cool name. So, you know, we're talking about, well, what what sort of um, book are you going to write about? And uh, I, I liked Lee Child, Jack Reacher stuff. I mean, who doesn't mm-hmm. um, in the action adventure genre? Um, but I thought, well, I don't really want to go up against um, Jack Reacher, so I'll make my protagonist female and uh, I'll call her Modine because this lady, Modine, She's a real shaker and mover. She's riding motorbikes. She's kickboxing. She's driving trucks. She's doing all this adventure stuff. So um, I got the thumbs up from her to use her name, spelt it differently. <laughs> but um, that's how the, the Modine came about. And at the time, SAS were in the in the news. We just had Ben Robert Smith, um, six foot six and a bit, mm-hmm. uh, this huge guy, um, and built like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he was in the news, and they're getting a a, a bum rap. I mean, he was the highest decorated soldier in in our army, and uh, the media was, I don't know, a, a bit of tall poppy syndrome, tried to drag him down a bit, and I thought, that's a bit of a bum rap. I said, I think what I'll do is I'll um, incorporate the SAS in the story, what they do after they leave the SAS. The way it came about was I thought, well, I'll have Ben and Modine and her group in an, you know, because the SAS over here, it's more SASR. 
uh, which is what they call the British, uh, just the SAS, Australian SAS, uh, the SASR Regiment. The way it came about, I thought, well, I'll have a group and uh, they'll be old friends in the SAS and the, it's all about their life after they leave the SAS. So Ben goes off and he joins National Security and he's given, um, made team leader in um, uh, Australia. And uh, so he thinks, well, I need, as a team leader, I need a team, obviously, and what better team to pick than your old mates in the SASR? So uh, he goes and recruits a lot of his old friends and uh, Modine's one of the last ones. So basically that's how the Modine series came about. Um, and the first book starts off uh, developing Modine's street cred. So it gives, uh, you know, how she leaves the SASR and she gets a job as a security guard and she's, you know, feeling a bit flat because security guard's not as exciting mm. as being in the SAS. So um, anyway, so she goes through a whole um, transformation there and uh, she goes through basic training with um, this national security force called NATSEC and uh, Ben gives her a few little assignments to do. And at the end of that book, she goes out on one major assignment where she has to prove her, um, her, her credentials, basically. So I've had mixed re reviews on the, the first book. You know, they think, oh, you know, there's a lot happening in there and it's, you know, uh, but that's the way I, I set it up. I wanted to develop a street cred and from there the next books in the series mm -hmm. um, build on her abilities and um she just goes on a wild ride from from there on you have nine books so far now right is that correct nine books in the series oh, i've have... got uh, yeah. nine nine books now i'm working on the 10th one oh, yeah. um and yeah they're, they're getting good reviews online medias um amazon kobo uh smashwords even getting really good reviews on Goodreads, which is <laughs> hard to do sometimes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've heard that Goodreads can be pretty brutal, but um, thank God and fingers crossed, um, I've, I've been pretty lucky with a lot of the reviews. Um, and the, the other thing too, when uh, I was thinking about writing the, the books, because um, Alice did all the, well, Alicia Hope did all the hard yards <laughs> and... Um, she started off doing a rural romance and then she went to a chick lit and um, did a, a historical fiction as well. So she had um, a few different genres that she was jumping in between, which is it's great. And if you've got the inspiration, you're, you're writing them. Um, as far as sales go, I think where I got it probably right and, and where a lot of people like uh, Lee Charles got it right is to have that series. Mm -hmm. So if you can get someone hooked on that first book and they like the characters and that, they'll follow that series through. Whereas if you, you're jumping and changing your genres, they might like this one, someone who likes action adventures, not necessarily going to go and buy a rural romance, obviously, and or a chick lit. They're going to stick to their action adventures. So um, it's it's been great, and uh, the the feedback that I'm getting on the web is is really positive, and the people really like the series. Like this next book, um, book book nine, we got a lot of pre-orders. I'm building a, a fairly good readership, and uh, having all those pre-orders beforehand is a really good testament as to the people out there want, wanting to get the next book and and wait. And uh, a lot of our beta readers, um, as soon as I gave them 
book nine, they're always going, oh, hang on, what's going on in book 10? You've mm. got to have a book 10. <laughs> you know, so I sort of left it as a little bit of a teaser on the end of book nine. And uh, it, it's surprising how much ownership um, your audience has over the, your characters. And uh, they're, they're telling me what Modine would be doing next <laughs> and, and that sort of thing, which is great. Yeah. Um, so it's been a really good journey. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can, yeah, you're connecting with readers. That's the that's the uh, a big fun part of this is connecting with the readers and and interacting with them. Yeah, you said. Uh, so, what is your writing process like? Do you outline your stories before you start to write them, or do you just start to write them? I'm kind of curious about your writing process. Yeah, I'm. I'm sort of. Um, I like to visualize my stories as as like if I was watching a movie. I started off and I had the whiteboard, and I still do that. Um, I have a, a basic idea and I outline it. But as I go along, I, I follow that basic idea and I think, well, hang on, I've got to get my guys from here to there. And when I'm starting to write, the whiteboard might go off on this end, mm. <laughs> direction and I'll go off on the, the other one. I'm thinking, hang on, um, is this what I really wanted to do and um, how am I going to get these guys from point A back to point B? And uh, I like to think that um, I, I'm, I'm keeping it real, plausible, mm. um, as opposed to a, a bit of um, fantasy, you know, like all of a sudden, you know, I, I think in action adventure you've got to make it a bit more real to keep your your your, your customers, uh, your clients interested. Mm -hmm. So, um, and uh, they'll let you know if you've gone off on a tangent. <laughs> um, so they'll they'll uh, certainly give you a lot of feedback. My my stories um, are more your spy military thriller action action and a lot of action adventure. So some of the books that I have read and I I didn't read a lot when I was um, younger. Uh, the first book I read was J.R. Tolkien, Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. I mean it, everyone's got to read that. It's just fantastic and The Hobbit. Um, I love Wilbur Smith, um, the um, Seventh Scroll, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, the River God, they mm. were brilliant. I love those ones of his. Um, just recently, I've I've read um, Michael, uh, not Michael Connolly, um, Dave Baldacci's um, Will Raby series. Oh yeah, there was like only three ones. books in that series, and I, I was sad when he finished writing those. I thought he could have kept on going with them, mm. but um, I was interested to hear the um, and listen to the podcast last, the last one you did with um, James Rizone, and. Uh, my books follow a, not so much the action on as as he does, but um, no profanity and no explicit sex scenes or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I think the audience do appreciate that. I've been getting a lot of um, positive feedback in that regard as well. It's brilliant, as I said. The what you're doing here, allowing allows me as well to have a listen and and get in touch with what what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. And from what I'm hearing. I'm pretty much following the the, the same field and, and coming through and and uh, having all the obstacles and uh, and following the same sort of path as they are. So it's really great and really reassuring. Yeah, I think it's really cool too that you're doing um, that. You're 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 based. Your characters are based in the Australian military, which is kind of cool for you know. It's kind of different yeah. for uh, for us here in the states. You know, in the US. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I didn't want to go up against you know the Michael Connellys. Uh, We've got the Harry Bosch series and it's yeah. great, you know, um, Hollywood and they're driving around Hollywood Boulevard and, and all this. <laughs> I thought, well, hang on, Australia's got some 
um, nice places. Not to say there's anything wrong with Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great. I'd love to get to America and and have a um, walk around and you know Hollywood Walk Fame and uh, that and see all the sights. It'd be awesome. But uh, Australia has got some really lovely spots too, and um, I suppose too that's what what drove me with a lot of the places I've been in Australia to to highlight those areas. Um, again. They don't, uh, while, while Australia features mostly in there, because of their background, every now and then the guys get called back to Afghanistan because mm. as a SAS Special Forces there, they've got a lot of street cred in Afghanistan and they know the area. So every now and then the CIA rings up NATSEC and says, um, hey, we need your help over here. So, mm. yeah, the, the guys end up going over there and it's, um, it's, yeah, it's a good journey for them. Yeah, what's the what's the military? I'm not too familiar with the military structure in Australia. Is it a all volunteer or is it a mandatory? No, no. Oh, well, we've got our um, reservists as well. Mm-hmm. When I um, at school, when I was in primary school, um, I did a stint in the Air Cadets, um, which is basically the, I learned how to stand up straight and march properly <laughs> in step. Um, from there, when you know. Uh, I started off life as an auto electrician when I left left high school. Mm-hmm. Um, got into mining, and during that time too, I, I did a stint in the army reserve. So that that was basically a volunteer, but you get uh, paid for for that, uh, which was really good. They pick you up in a Iroquois helicopter, dump you out in the middle of the bush, and say, "Well." Find your way home, fellas. <laughs> so you know um, you you learn a, a lot of good life skills, and you learn to you know work as a team, which is um, which is great. And a lot of my sporting career too, I, I played AFL, which um, I think you guys call aerial ping pong. Mm. I know our guys over here, guys that are into rugby, always uh, call it aerial ping pong. Of course, there's a lot more skill involved in aerial ping pong as you could imagine (laughs) but uh yeah most of my um sports have been in that team environment although i have um at an early age too i did um judo karate um and a lot of self-defense in that regard so yeah it's it's been good yeah, I, I, last one I was looking when I was reading your bio there on on Amazon that you said you were a weekend warrior, and uh, same here. I, I was in the uh, Army National Guard here in the states, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for college. So <laughs> I think it's a it's it's good for people to go through that because yeah. it um, it does give you a, a a good look at what these guys go through mm-hmm. and a good taste of you know. Um, in the media over here at the moment, you know, they're talking about um, war crimes that happen over there. And to me, it's they're, they're trying to apply civil law to what happens in a war zone, and you just can't do that. Yeah, it's, 10, it's 20 whole, years later. Yeah, and years yeah. later, and yeah. sending people, you know, news reporters over there to interview, you know, the Taliban to say, uh, hey, guys, uh, did your Australian soldiers do anything bad while they were over here? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that there was a, that there, that was going on over there. So, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, but anyway, I hope, hopefully that will sort it, sort themselves out for the positive in that regard. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of curious, too, in the, with the whole pandemic that we've been going through this past year the whole world how, did that affect your writing at all or your or your style or anything or i think it dragged everyone down a bit yeah. um <laughs> yeah. it, 
it's funny how those sort of things can affect you. I mean, my parents are on the other side of Australia, so um, with a pandemic, I haven't been able to get over there and 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 visit them. And you're thinking, well, wouldn't it be horrible if you did go over there and you did take the bug with you? And you know, so mm-hmm. it's it's something you you really want to go and see them, but it's at the same time you don't want to um, cause them any any dramas. Um, but <laughs> not only the uh, pandemic we've had fires and floods <laughs> it's just been a crazy crazy last couple of years yeah yeah started off 2000 late 2000 uh late 20 and uh 21 doesn't look like it's going to give up anytime soon yeah yeah it looks like it's going to be at least till next year we'll hopefully start to get back to normal maybe yeah uh, and so I'm kind of curious, what do you use for to write your books? Do you use like Word or Scrivener or some other software? Yep, um, I just use Word. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I use a Mac. So um, I used to, when I, I've, I've, um, when I was working um, as an auto electrician, I went into mining and in the mining field, they started using more computers. Uh, everything with payload monitoring systems were all computerized. So it was something that I sort of had a knack for. I was the first one to run up and grab the laptop out of the store, plug it in and and, and go for it. And uh, I had a, um, went and did a couple of programming courses in BASIC. And um, then I uh, embarked on a um, IT degree. So I've got a mm. Bachelor of Information Technology. Um and a lot of the, the stuff we were doing was all um, Mac-based, uh, Intel-based. And uh, it wasn't until I um, left and uh, got a job as a, an IT tutor that I got a, an administration job as a, in a um, Mac field. And uh, that sort of changed me. I was thinking, you know, the Macs are so much less prone to a lot of the viruses and uh, just especially for editing um, and graphics, because I do all the graphics for my books as well. I use Photoshop. So um, Alice and I are, are really lucky in the respect that she does all the um, uh, editing mm-hmm. um, and polishing the books, my books, so I can just get in there and I can do the, the writing side of it and I uh, can hand it over to Alice and she'll put it through um, auto uh, crit mm-hmm. um, to see, you know, how many ifs and and buts and how many times we've mentioned the and you know <laughs> then and 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 all those sort of things and grammatically polish it. Um, we call it the auto cretin. Yeah. <laughs> it comes up with a lot. Of, uh, well, not a lot, but um, we're getting a lot better now. And and I th- I think looking back at the books, they are really improving. The the stories are getting more polished. Um, so as we get going along, it's getting better. But at the same time, it's getting harder to try and keep that standard up mm-hmm. um, and come up with new um, ideas. And what's your the latest one is the Modian Strike Force. That's that's the the latest book that you have. That's out? the latest book. Yeah. Yep. So, so what's go, that one about? Um, basically, they go um, back to um, uh, Afghanistan because um, one of the British royalty who uh, were assigned to Camp Bastion. Mm. He goes, they go out on a, a little sortie in a, uh, a helicopter and uh, they get shot down. So the, um, the member of the royalty gets taken 
um, and uh, it's all hands on deck. And of course, with the the guys being having ties with the um, CIA and being in the SAS and knowing the area where the chopper went down, uh, they're asked to um, you know, take part in the the rescue. So it's um it's a real trek through the uh, deserts of Afghanistan in the caves and uh, even Tora Bora. They end up in Tora Bora um, following the, the breadcrumbs and uh, eventually, um, I, I won't say how it comes out, I'll, I'll let the readers <laughs> decide if it's good ending, but, um, yeah, a whole lot of issues that, going, uh, that are going on, on there. So yeah, I, I think it's um, from all the reports and the reviews that I've had, it's one of the, the best ones yet. So trying to keep that standard up again. Yeah. It's going to be uh, hard to do. And with this next one, uh, it's called Modine Salvation. Mm. And uh, it has Ben, you know, um, walking out, Ben, the leader of the, the that team, walking out into the desert um, after he's been bombarded with all this war crimes issues and all that sort of stuff, and it's taken a heavy toll on his marriage um, and his life, and he's he walks off into the de- desert. So <laughs> there's mm. been a lot of questions on the way, what's happening to Ben? <laughs> Which is great, yeah. Built yeah. that bit of a buzz for the next book. And Yeah, uh, a nice little cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, 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 sort of cliffhanger. Some people like that and some people don't. Yeah, so. that's true. So people, so, yeah, it's a very passionate subject. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. You could, yeah the, the first book, um, and... It's funny, uh, the, the first book ends on a bit of a cliffhanger after Moaning goes through all the basic training and that. And uh, we've found that if we package um, the first or promote the first box set more, people get more of a, a fuller read and it's a more rounded story. So um, that cliffhanger's answered straight away, obviously, because mm-hmm. I've got the first three books. And, you know, the, the, the first book did really well when we got our first BookBub promo and... Mm-hmm. Hallelujah to BookBub, they're, they're fantastic with, um, they're expensive, but they they pay you back in spades for the amount of readership and the amount of especially reviews that you get. Um, it's so hard to get reviews for an indie author on the, the you know, on the writing platforms, especially Kobo and um, Smashwords and other places like that. When we do advertise the, um, the first book, first book that went to um, we had a uh, international book bub promo and that went to number one in England Canada not so much India but Australia so mm-hmm. it went really well uh, then to get um, our next book bub we actually um, to get the the full book bub with including America um, we packaged the uh, first three books into a box set and that really went went super well people were well it went to number one in america went to number one in england went to number one in canada went to number one in australia and of course with those sort of promos they're only out there for um a couple of days to a week you know but um that gives you so much exposure and you book bubble got so many clients that they send it out to it's great it's it's a snowball effect you get all those um good reviews if you've got a good product you get all the great reviews and that makes it so much easier to get the next promotion. Um, and that's the other thing too. If if you um, you had just one book, um, you know, and you took you 10 years to write it and you, you had your one book, yes, it would go good on BookBub, but unless you got that arsenal, the, the follow-on, 
that's mm-hmm. where you, you sort of break even. Well, you don't break even. You break even on the first promo, but that's where the cream is, you know, people going on and, and buying the next couple of books because um, to get a book bub, you've got to um, heavily reduce the price of your, your book yeah. or your box set to, to get that promo because they want to provide their clientele with the best deal that they can and um, it, it's really worthwhile. And we've found that um, invaluable. Yeah, yeah. If you only have a couple of books out, it's not going to be it's not going to be worthwhile. We might as well focus on getting more 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 books out to sell before before putting. Yeah, that well, money. yeah. It, it, it's all fake too, and, it, and it, if you're in the right spot, look at Andy Weir. You know, yeah, that's true. Writing the <laughs> you book, never know. <laughs> getting it published, you know, and Matt Damon starring in the movie. Yeah, yeah. how fantastic's that? And yeah. it was in all within five years. That's unheard of. You know, all the 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 um, the holes in the cheese line up. And he was self-published. He was throwing mm-hmm. it up on the web. He just happened to be in the right spot at the right time. Met the right agent, who um, you know. Yeah, I was looking for something like that. So, there are those fairy tale stories. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, so you got to get yourself out there, and that's what I always tell everyone. You know, uh, and when we were going to those writers clubs and that, I, I said, get that mentality of being traditionally published out of your head <clears> for <throat> now. If you want to write, a, if you're really passionate about your books, get them out there. Let the let the people decide. And you'll usually find that the traditional publishing houses will come knocking on your door. And that's what ha- happened to um, Matthew Riley, basically. Mm-hmm. He uh, went through self-published, got his books out mm-hmm. into a books, bookstore earlier on the piece when you could get them out into bookstores. Um, and, uh, yeah, a, um agent saw his book in the shops, picked it up and went from there. Yeah, or at least do both at the same time. You know, send out yeah. your query letters, but then put your books out. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, do both. I'm happy with uh, the way things are going at the moment. You know, with with uh, especially with the series, mm-hmm. um, getting good sales, good um, feedback from people uh, that have uh, bought them, and um, yeah, I, I want to get one out there and keep that momentum going as much as I can. As I said, it's it's getting a bit harder. You, you sort of set the standard, so you want to try and keep that standard up, and you want to try and keep it interesting. Yeah. Um, so it, it it is getting harder, but um, some books come easy. And when I'm writing, if I'm in that zone, I try and stay in that zone. I'll be, you know, if I'm on a roll, I'll be sitting in bed typing away on the the laptop and it'll be 12 o'clock. <laughs> Lunch is gone and passed, but in that zone because that's so hard to get back when you get out of it. Yeah. So I, I tend to, you know, take advantage of moments like that. And if I'm in a bit of a, a lull um, or, you know, got a bit of a writer's block, I'll go out and mow the lawn and go and do something like that and usually something will come to me uh, while I'm working away and then, yeah, but to try and get back into that zone. As soon as you start mowing the lawn, then you get the ideas. And you want to run back to right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right, Frank, it's uh, been so, so much fun uh, talking to you. Uh, where can readers find more about you? You have a website or? Yeah, I've got a blog. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you just do a search for Frank H. Jordan, um, blog spot after it, um, it'll come up. Okay. Um, I've got an author's page on Amazon. That, you know, when you look at my books there, um, all my books are on 
Kobo, um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, Apple iBooks, um, yeah, any online retailer. So okay. yeah, and uh, I'll um, post on my blog if there's a promotion coming up, so the guys can jump in and and get the the books at a discounted price. So okay. uh, if a lot of the my normal readers will be hanging out looking looking for those promos. Great. So the 10th book will be out uh, this year? <clears throat> yes, I'm hoping to get that out um, June, at, June. At the end of May, June. So I can, uh, yeah, hopefully get started straight away on the next one. Pick the ball. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast, talking about your writing process and your books. I had a lot of fun talking with you. Oh, look, thank you very much. And thank you for letting me be a part of this. You're doing a great job there and, and keep up the good work. It's really great. great to thank you. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of Meet the Thriller Author. If you have a moment, please do check out thrillingreads.com forward slash links, where you'll be able to rate and review this podcast or simply rate this podcast wherever it is that you're listening to it, uh, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, uh, whichever podcast app you prefer, uh, please take a moment to rate this uh, podcast. It's the best way to help other fans of uh, mystery and thriller books to find the uh, podcast. And uh, it helps me get the word out. And so it's the best way to support the podcast. So I do appreciate that. And if you're interested, you can join my Thrilling Reads mailing list. You'll find the uh, sign up form at thrillingreads.com forward slash links. Once you subscribe for free, you'll be notified about discounts and deals on great books in the mystery, thriller, and crime fiction genres. You'll also find my social media links and my author website over at thrillingreads.com forward slash links. So check it out and say hi. All right. Take care and stay safe until we meet again on the next episode of Meet the Thriller Author.